how many social media business owners or business owners that are interested in growing their social media traffic care to read about productivity. They care to read about social media marketing tips, right? It's more relevant. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, it's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy, and it's time for episode 96 of the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast, where you'll discover how to get more sales in life. That's pretty much it. Basically, how to make money every time you send an email to your list, how to convert more of those people, how to activate that database, all of the above, and uh, have a great time doing it, and really automate the whole thing so you can chill out, go to the beach, and uh, catch some waves or climb a mountain or do whatever you like to do. Today, I'll be talking to Neil Patel. Now, funnily enough, Neil's a content marketing guy, and interestingly, I used to say, and it's still on my website on uh, on the email opt-in form, it says, why content marketing is bullshit, okay? And uh, in many ways, I still believe that because the way content marketing is done by most people, it just doesn't work. People think, oh, I'm going to set up a blog, I'm going to write some blog posts, and I'm going to get rich. I'm going to... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the, the formula that a lot of people say. I mean, it's, it's a little bit more complex than that, and maybe they, there's a bit more uh, good argument behind it, but that's the gist of it. Now, some people out there are doing blogging properly. They're, you know, they're content marketing properly. They're putting out the right kinds of content to get the right kinds of people that are going to buy their stuff, but a lot of people aren't. They just think, well, I'll just write lots of articles on my sub- subject matter, and that's going to work, but that's not how it works, and that's why I got Neil Patel on the show because uh, I wanted him to uh, spill the beans on content marketing, why it works, and what you have to do to make sure it works properly. Well, you know, what stuff, you know, mistakes to avoid and how to do it properly. Because once you learn a bit about it, it's actually not that hard. Just got to correct some of those uh, starter mistakes. So Neil Patel, Neil Patel's a massive guy in this field. He's got a couple of big companies, Crazy Egg is one, and uh, Kiss Metrics as well. I think is his also. So that's uh, that's Neil Patel for you. And uh, we'll get into that in just a minute. To get the show notes for this episode of the Email Marketing Podcast, go to themcmethod.com slash 96. Now, I've got a got an interesting McMaster's Inside of the Week for you this week. It's got nothing to do with email marketing, nothing to do with marketing, nothing even to do with sale, not even anything to do with the computer. Because here's the thing. Well, I think we all spend too much time on the computer. I know I do. You know, sometimes I'll spend all day on the computer. And then at the end of the day, I can't sleep. So, today's inside of the week is to eat healthy. Pretty boring, right? It's not as exciting as saying, how to, here's how to 10x your sales, and here's how to you know, double your conversion rates, and all that sort of stuff. But, look, like life's pretty simple. When it comes to getting healthy, people think that you've got to do all sorts of, uh, you know, you've got to get on the right diet, you've got to get the right exercise plan, and it's really complex, and you've got to plan it out and count your calories and all this stuff, right? And it's really not that complex. You know, I, when I talk to people about this, it's basically eat more good food, Eat less bad food, get some exercise. That's it. And you'll be blown away when you get in the habit of you know eating right and getting a bit of exercise and also sleeping. Sleeping is another thing, but I would think about that as part of your diet. Got to eat some sleep. When you do this right, you will be amazed at how much energy you have, how much vitality you have, and how much more optimistic you are about life. And this is going to make you better at business. This is going to make you able to write more emails if you're writing them yourself. Or well, you just can make better decisions when it comes to hiring other people to do and doing this stuff for you. And I know this is the sort of thing that people say, well, I know, I know I need to be healthy. You know, tell me something I don't know. Tell me something exciting. But this is stuff that you've got to do. Like this is common sense. It's fundamental. And it's really easy to understand. But how many of us actually do it? How many of us actually take the time to be healthy, to cook the right food, to go to the gym, to do all these things? But this is like... 
like 80% of the game. If you can be healthy and strong and well slept, it's going to make everything else in your life better. Okay, that's this week's inside of the week. Now, McMaster's. If you want to learn more about that, that's uh, it's a private membership community that I have, a VIP training community, if you will. And uh, inside the community, you'll get access to uh, a bunch of training products that uh, on how to write emails, how to write stories, how to uh, how to write a sick landing page that's going to get you a ton of sales. All these different things like that. It's pretty simple. And uh, there's also a private training forum and some webinars, so you can get in there, you can engage with me and the other members, and uh, solve your sales and marketing problems with email. So that's that. If you want to learn more about that, go to themcmethod.com and in the top menu bar, there is a link to members. Click that. Last but not least, please, 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 if you can, if you have just 30 seconds, jump over to iTunes and uh, leave me a review. doesn't have to be five stars, though I will appreciate it if it is, but uh, but just if you have a second and you have enjoyed this show and you have been getting a lot out of these podcasts, it, I would really appreciate it if you jumped over there, leave the review, I'll read it out on the show, and I'll, uh, I'll buy you a beer or a coffee or even a bunch of flowers, if you prefer, when we meet one day, because I'm sure that's enough of that. Anyway, let's get into this interview with uh, Mr. Neil Patel. It's John McIntyre here. I'm here with Neil Patel. Now, uh, Neil is the co-founder of Crazy Egg, Hello Bar, Kiss, and Kiss Metrics. And uh, he helps companies like Amazon, NBC, GM, HP, and Viacom grow their revenue. Now, uh, the Wall Street Journal calls him a top influencer on the web. Forbes says he's one of the top 10 online marketers. And Entrepreneur Magazine says he created one of the 100 most brilliant companies in the world. Now, when I think of Neil Patel, because I've, uh, you know, I've got, a, I know a lot of people in this, uh, the online marketing world. When I think of Neil, I think of uh, traffic, and uh, it's all the stuff that he puts out. From from what I can see, is very much about traffic and how to get more people to your site, and not just people, but people with credit cards, people with money in their wallets that they're ready to spend and ready to buy stuff. So what I wanted to do is to get Neil to come onto the show, uh, the email marketing podcast, and to talk about not about email. But about uh, but about some of the traffic uh, generation stuff that's working these days. So that's what we're gonna chat about today. Neil, how are you going, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, before we get into some of the uh, the traffic stuff, can you give the listener maybe a bit more of a background on who you are and what you're up to? Sure. I'm just a serial entrepreneur. I've started a few uh, software companies, Crazy Metrics. They're uh, analytics companies that help people either get more conversions or understand how people behave on their website. I'm also a marketer by heart, and what I do is I teach people or companies how to get more visitors to the site and how to convert those visitors into customers. Easy. That's very good. Well, let's talk about that then first. Is uh, so you're getting teaching companies how to get uh, more visitors to their site that are going to buy stuff. Do you do it primarily with uh, with content marketing, or are you doing all you know like paid traffic and content? You do with the whole thing. I, I do the whole thing. So I do paid content, content marketing, social media, etc. So the whole gamut. Okay, okay. So what I'm curious about is there's a lot of people that listen to this this podcast and they're, you know, they've got a website, they're marketers. Some of them are doing a bit of paid traffic and I've had, um, we've talked about paid traffic before. I'm curious to find out what you think, you know, what, what's sort of working right now because like I've spoken to a number of people and I've been running my own stuff and advertising and marketing in some ways, the fundamentals, you know, obviously the fundamentals are never going away, but at the same time, it's changing very rapidly as the, you know, as more and more people come online and more and more people start going on AdWords. So it's starting to, you know, the, the, the approach that's working seems to be changing so that everyone's going to take a different approach now. So what are you seeing? So the big thing that I'm seeing right now that's working in marketing is content marketing, in which people who are writing exceptionally good content, 
Now, I'm not just talking about your average blog post that breaks on the news or something that's happening or some general tips, but people who are giving like specialized data or sharing something unique that others aren't. They're not only getting a ton of traffic, backlinks, they're generating comments, they're generating loyalty from potential readers, and eventually a few small percentage of those readers, whether it's 1%, 2-3%, are like, hey, what's this company that's creating great content? Their content's this good, maybe their product or service is good, and we should check that out as well. And that's actually what's causing them to generate sales. Because hmm. one thing, like when I, uh, when I first heard about content marketing a couple of years ago, I noticed that there's a lot of people who, there's this mindset around content marketing. If I, if I just write a whole bunch of you know, blog posts that are decent, then I'm going to start you know, making, you know, the you know, my whole business is going to explode and it's, it's going to be wonderland. But what I've noticed is that it's, it's, content marketing works, but it takes a little bit more finesse than just post, you know, post some good, good articles. Sort of like you have to understand where exactly your, uh, you know, your prospect sits in, say, like a levels of awareness chart and then start creating content that's going to, like strategic content that's going to move them from where they're at right now to the next step, which is when they're ready to buy. That's correct, right? So you can do strategic content. Um, you can actually do content throughout your funnel. When someone signs up for a product or a service and they're in a trial phase, you can actually create content that actually helps them better understand how to use things, your product, service, or get more better results, and that actually encourages people to spend more money with you as well. Mm, okay. So what, like, when we talk about content marketing, what's... How how do you how do you, you know, when someone asks you how to you know to explain how to actually do it it's, you know obviously you sit down and you write something and create some content now, this podcast would be an example of content marketing but but what I mean how do you go about it when you think about all right we're going to create some content and we're going to get some traffic do you just create an article for someone and put it on the on the website or do you go through a process obviously you do it but if you go through a process where you obviously create the article put it on the site there's probably some marketing that goes into it. Yeah, so uh, there's a big process. It's never just like throwing content on the site, right? Mm. Um, and you're specifically looking for the process that's being used. Uh, are you wondering what the specific process is that I'm using? Yeah. Okay, so to clarify, what ends up happening is, is uh, and let's go from the beginning of the content marketing process to the end, end is getting traffic and conversions. Okay. So at the beginning, what we try to do is, if you want to do successful content marketing, is one, you need to find out what readers and potential customers want to learn about. Even if it's not related to your product, it's okay. As long as it's around the same industry or sector, helping them solve problems within your space eventually does cause signups, at least from what we've seen as, as well as other uh, companies as well. So you can find out what problems they're facing by A, surveying them. You can use Qualaroo or SurveyMonkey, email out people or just call people or you know when they're on your website, you can ask them quick questions through Qualaroo like, what else do you want to learn about? What problems can we help you solve, etc.? Once you do that, then what you need to do is outline the post. So enough people are saying, hey, I have uh, this problem. The problem is I can't get enough traffic to my website. Can you help us you know, teach us about that? So you may say, all right, um, a lot of people have into that problem. Well, one new approach that they should be looking at is content marketing. So I would actually outline a post on content marketing and how companies can leverage it. You make the, you know, framework of the post pretty detailed and thorough, then you start writing it. Once you write it, you publish it, um, assuming it's proofread, there's no errors, etc. Then from there, what you end up doing is anyone who you linked out to within the post, you email them saying, hey, just link to you, just want to let you know, feel free to share it to your audience, etc. In addition to that, what you want to do is email out to any potential Twitter users or website owners that uh, may have an audience that's relevant to your article. 
let them know as well. They'll usually share it, like it on Facebook, whatever it may be. And lastly, what you want to do is see who links to competing articles that are somewhat competitive, email those website owners, talking about how you see that they're linking to someone else's article and how your article provides a different perspective, and they should also consider adding a link to it. And then from there, what you'll notice is you'll get traffic, and maybe some of those people convert into customers. Maybe none of them do. Maybe the article doesn't do as well. And once you're done with it, you can look at the analytics and determine, all right, these type of posts do well, these ones don't. I should write less on this kind of stuff, and I should write more on this other kind of topics. Hmm. I like it. I like it. And you know, another thing about content marketing is it tends, it seems to be to me anyway, like a, a fairly slow process where you don't put up an article and, and then, oh, boom, you've got a whole bunch of traffic. Maybe you get, you know, you get lucky and there's one article that that happens with. But usually what seems to happen is you start with, we obviously start with nothing and obviously you start gradually adding more and more and more articles. And over time, each article brings in probably a small amount of traffic and there's probably some sort of 80-20 split in terms of a small amount of articles bring in the majority of the traffic. But it seems to build up you know, if you if you build up a site with tons of blog posts and podcasts and pieces of content over time, over a year or two years, that's when it really starts to kick in. Have you seen? I mean, what are you seeing in terms of the speed in which someone can grow their site, grow their traffic with content marketing? Uh, it's usually taking six months to a year, and content marketing within that period typically starts equating to the majority of their traffic. Hmm. Okay, and I'm wondering, like, because I remember when I was uh, when I first got in the online stuff, when it was you know, when it came to writing blog posts and articles, it was very keyword influenced. So you'd jump into Google Keyword Tool, you'd search for some keywords relevant in the niche, and then go and create an article for each keyword. And uh, that worked to some well, obviously it did work, but um, it ended up being that you the articles can uh, would sometimes come across as a bit dry or a bit uh, almost too. Unins- like not very inspired because you're just writing for a keyword. Whereas uh, I'm not sure how much you bring that in, but I find when I when I just take an article that I like, it's a topic that people keep asking me about, and then I write that. It's got nothing to do with keywords, and but the article's got you know it's inspired. There's probably a bit of passion in there, and it's it's tapping into that need that people have. Usually that gets more traffic than going down the keyword focused route. So how much do you bring in keywords? How do you do? You, how much do you try and game it versus trying to just uh, I guess do an inspired article? I actually don't use keywords one bit within my uh, like blog posts or content marketing. Wow. Naturally, I use keywords, but what I mean by that is I don't do any research or figure out, hey, I'm going to pinpoint these keywords or say the word content marketing 10 times in my blog post, assuming I'm writing on content marketing. Instead, I just try to write the best piece of content for the person reading it. Because if I do that, eventually the search engines will change their algorithms in the long run, and they're already working on it, in which the best content, what's most valuable to the user, is what should be at the top. And they really are trying to do that. They've been getting way better at that over the years. In addition to that, people like, this is great. I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to pay these guys, etc. So it's just all about writing great information. I like it. I like it. What, is, what about some of the mistakes that people... Because uh, in these kind of situations, people get, you know, people tend to get into a lot of trouble at some point. There's a lot of like challenges that people face here. I think you know, one big one is that a lot of people have you know, writer's block. They sit down, they try and write something, and it's just, it's just pretty difficult to write. They stare at the cursor and they write a few lines, and then it's like, oh, that doesn't sound any good, so they go back. I mean, that'd be one challenge. But what are some of the challenges or the mistakes that people have, what they make, and uh, how do you suggest that they overcome them? So the big mistakes people are making within content marketing is they're focusing on writing content that generates the most traffic versus writing the information that's most relevant to your ideal customer. It's not a quantity game. It's a quality game. You can get a million visitors a month, but 
if no one really likes the content, they're not going to convert. A good example of this is I was talking with Leo from Buffer, uh, BufferApp.com, mm. great product. And their blog is extremely popular. And I was like, hey, you're not going to get too many conversions. He's like, why? I'm like, you talk too much about productivity. You're a social sharing tool, and you're trying to get businesses to pay for your social media product. Do you think they care to read about productivity? Now, productivity brings in way more traffic than social media marketing topics. Hmm. But the conversions aren't going to be there. And he's just like, yeah, you're right. We're not really seeing any... Yeah, dropped down and went fuzzy for a second. You were just starting to talk about uh, the Buffer app. He just being like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, we're not actually seeing many conversions. That's correct because they were writing about uh, productivity. How many social media business owners or business owners that are interested in growing their social media traffic care to read about productivity? They care to read about social media marketing tips, right? It's more relevant. Mm. Productivity is way more popular. And, yeah, it was generating them a lot of traffic but little to no conversions. So as they started shifting their strategy, they started seeing more signups, and it's been working for them. Wow. Yeah, I've actually noticed that when I've seen, you know, Buffer's been around for a little while now. <laughs> their articles would pop up, and I've used the app once or twice in the past, but they, they'd come out with these articles that, like on meditation, of all things, that has almost nothing to do with, with sharing, you know, sharing my content on, on a social media site. <laughs> so <laughs> it was quite Nothing funny. one bit. It doesn't matter one bit, right? I don't care. To, don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against meditation, but reading against meditation is not going to convince me to sign up for your social media exactly. marketing product. And they know that. They're smart. So they are shifting strategies, and they have been, and it's been working out well. Yeah, yeah. What's funny, though, is the, I mean, the articles for them, they were really they were high-quality articles. So even if they weren't relevant, they were, like when I think of Buffer and the articles that they were putting out, they might not have been relevant at the time, but they were, they were pretty high-quality. Yeah, they have exceptionally good writers. And it just goes back to showing that just writing good information and good content isn't enough. It's not relevant. It's not going to convert. Mm. You can't go after quantity. You've got to go after quality. Right, right. I mean, that's, I think that's one thing that I've mentioned to, to people that come to me. So I have a, it's a, you know, a site about email marketing. People sign up for you know, daily email tips. And uh, one of the bullets in the sign-up form actually says, oh, what does it say exactly? It says something like, why content marketing is bullshit. And the reason why I wrote that was a while ago when I wrote that. But it was because of this this issue where people come in and they think, oh, content marketing, this has been around for a while and it gets a lot of, um, yeah, people rave about and talk about how content marketing is this massive thing that's going to totally change their business. But yeah, if it's not relevant, <clears throat> if it's not content that's going to appeal to that target customer, then it's not going to work. Totally. And you got it right. And uh, I think a lot of companies still have to learn that. They all conceptually understand that when it comes to practicing it, they're not doing it. I think because like when I speak to people, one thing that I go on and on and on about is empathy and taking the time to understand your you know your prospect and your customer and who you're really trying to connect with, and then creating not just content but creating like everything like everything being influenced by the core idea of you know what person you're trying to attract. But it's amazing how many people hear that, and I, I you know I do this myself. I've done this myself where where it's easy to hear that and go wow that's a great idea, and then go do the opposite thing where you, you, know, you know you should be surveying people and getting on the phone with them and talking to them and finding out what they want to hear about. But instead, it's probably easier to just sit down and write a blog post or even just go pay someone else to write a blog post without doing the research. Yeah, and it's like when you do it, without doing the whole process, like the research, etc., then your audiences, what to provide to them, what do they want to read, etc., like you can end up spending tons of time and money on content marketing that won't convert, right? It's like any other form of marketing. If you don't do it right, doesn't mean it's going to be effective. Just throwing money at something doesn't solve it. Mm. One thing I'm curious about, because you know, people get in this internet thing when they think, oh, it's going to be, 
at least at the beginning, that you know I can go do paid traffic, but then I've got to pay a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever per click on Facebook or AdWords, and that's really expensive. So I'm going to go and do some content marketing because it's free. Let's say that stage in the bootstrapping uh, stage. So that they're going to write the articles themselves and they're going to put them together, and it's like, oh, it's free articles, free art, you know, free traffic. And, uh, and and one thing is it's not because they might not be paying money to write the articles or put them on the site or get the traffic, but they're paying in their time, and their time may it might be more valuable. So, I mean, what do you think in terms of like, what's more expensive when it comes to getting traffic? Is, is going down the paid traffic route uh, more expensive or doing the content marketing from a, when you add up like the time, the money, the resources that go into it? Yeah, uh, the way I look at it is all forms of marketing are expensive. Whether you're paying with time or money, one way or another you're going to pay. So you just got to figure out which produces the highest ROI. You got to value what your time is worth and go from there. But how do you, like if you're doing content marketing, how do you track the ROI on that when it's going to take you, say, six to 12 months on average to, to you know, for, for the traffic to kick in with, with the articles you've been putting out? Well, what you want to do is you want to test the waters. So as you're doing it, you would want to see, all right, am I getting relevant comments from people who could be potential customers? Am I getting relevant traffic? All these things help determine if you can potentially convert those visitors into customers later on. It's kind of like a leap of faith. You're only at 10,000 visitors a month. You know you can't end up converting or making much money from it. So you do got to take some sort of a leap of faith. Right, right. So it's a little bit less and precise. I was going to say, so it's a little bit less in, in terms of tracking. It's a little bit, like it's less precise than say, because you can know, go and do paid traffic, spend $1,000, get, get you know 1,000 visitors, and you're going to know very quickly if, if that ad campaign works. Whereas with content marketing, you're saying you're testing the waters, you're seeing what happens, and uh, after a set amount of time, you know, it's all right, well, we've had 10,000 visitors, and it looks like, like it looks like it doesn't really work. Can't be 100% sure, but you've got to, I guess, call it. Yeah, exactly, right? And that's why this is also why paid advertising is way more popular because it's easier to see, all right, there's a direct ROI or there's not one. Hmm, okay. And how important is the quality like when it comes to, to writing an article? You know, some sites go all out with uh, the way it's put, the flow, the design, the you know, the images, and the, just everything looks amazing. And then other sites, it's super basic like Steve Pavlino I don't know if you know him the, the personal development blogger his site's like notoriously boring in terms of the design and, and the way it's put together it's 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 from a design perspective it's pretty average yet he's probably one of the biggest personal development bloggers in uh, on the internet and gets a huge amount of traffic and so as far as like the quality I mean the, the article the the written quality is quite high but other than that it doesn't look very, you know, it doesn't look like anything special, whereas other sites go all out with the design and stuff. So how important is that sort of quality? I think having a good design is important, but not that important. It doesn't affect your traffic. I see the same thing when my blog first started, I had an ugly design and it got good traffic. Mm. Uh, a blog is a blog. People go there for the content, not the design. Having a better design does help you get more traffic. It's not the biggest requirement. I recommend, like, uh, doing a minimal version, something that's, like, ghetto, like, not fancy, etc., Throwing it out there as a blog actually gets more traction than invest dollars into it. Hmm. I like it. I like it. And uh, I got one last thing. I'm curious to know because I've done, I've done podcasts. I do interviews too, and sometimes people come up with this question. I love this question, but it's it's what do you wish you were asked about, say, content marketing or traffic, or even maybe just marketing in general? There's probably going to be stuff that you don't get asked about very often because it's the standard questions about content money, sort of what we've been talking about today. But what's something that you don't get asked very often that's really important that maybe you wish that you got asked more often? So one thing is, um, you know, no one really talks about these days how to convert visitors into customers. Mm. And I think that's important because if you look at marketing trends, it's becoming more and more expensive. 
not just from the aspect that paid advertising is increasing like cost per click over time because it's more competitive, but even content marketing is increasing in cost. Why? Because you're putting in time and eventually you even hire someone to manage the blog and these content marketers aren't cheap, right? They're going up in price quarter over quarter. So it's like I feel so many companies are focusing on getting traffic to their site versus just converting what they have into customers. Right, okay. So so put some put some resources into doing the content marketing or doing the traffic, but also invest in in the conversions. That's correct. And there's no one trick to improving conversions. It just comes down to solving objections, right? Mm. Uh, think of it this way. Go to a website, you don't buy. There's a reason you don't buy. Maybe you didn't care to buy right now. Maybe you don't have enough money. Maybe the price is too high. Maybe you don't trust the site you're on. Whatever the reasons are, they're all considered objections. Mm. But what you have to do is you have to find out what are the common objections, which you can usually get from Qualaroo.com, just through a survey on your site. And as you start noticing similar patterns and multiple people have the same objection, because you can ask them a question like, why didn't you buy... Uh, from us, right? And you'll get enough responses, or you could ask, you know, what could we have done to convince you to complete the purchase? And their technology will figure out, Paul Roo's technology will figure out when to show people the question, right? Mm. Once you get the responses, then you can say, okay, everyone uh, is complaining that they don't trust our site to put their credit card in. Well, then maybe getting a BBB uh, seal and, uh, you know, a hacker say for McAvee virus secure seal or whatever it may be, may give people more trust. And that could help boost your conversion rates, right? But you won't know unless you get these objections and then you A-B test if your solution actually helps or not. Right, right. I like it. So it goes back to this. People have got to find out what the what, – basically find out what's going through your prospect's head, your visitor's head when they're on the site. So it goes back to that empathy and really understanding who they are and what they want, what they don't want, and then tailoring the site to them. Yes, just like sales. If you go into a sales meeting, you're trying to close the deal, you're trying to figure out the psychology behind the person that you're selling to and what they're thinking. If you can figure that out, you're more likely to close the deal. Mm, absolutely. It's funny how simple this stuff gets when you, know, when you really get down to it. You don't need like tons of, you, know, you don't need to read a whole bunch of books or courses or anything like that to do this stuff. It, it comes back to some very simple ideas. Yep, exactly. Before we, uh, I'm about to wrap it up here, but uh, before we go, if people want to learn more about you, uh, you know, kind of get uh, learn more about Neil Patel and find out what you're up to where's the best place for them to do that uh, they can either go to quicksprout.com or neilpatel.com okay and is there a, I know you have a, a training course or a product on uh, traffic or content marketing that's on quicksprout that's on quicksprout yeah Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Th- thanks for coming on the show, Neil. What I'll do is I'll have the links to uh, your websites on the in the show notes at method.com. So if you're listening, uh, didn't hear them, they can go to foodmethod.com, get those links, and go to check that out. Thanks again for coming on the show, mate. Thanks for having me. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. Oh,